0: Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage.
1: If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle.
0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Looking for the Middle. We are officially halfway through season five with this episode. Christmas will be here before you know it. I'm so excited for Christmas. Gosh, me too. I
1: need, I, yeah, I need the break. I need the slower pace of just enjoying Christmas, which I know is kind of opposite. Like, it's so crazy busy leading up to Christmas, but then Christmas is so. Just relax in that week between Christmas and New Year's. It's my favorite.
0: I love it. I went in Hobby Lobby the other day and they had all their Christmas decor. I know. It's so exciting. I bought two. Well, I went in there for a Christmas candle that Ah. smells like Christmas trees because I burned through most of mine last year (laughs) and they were out of all of them. But then I came out with like all this fall decor, some Christmas tree ornaments. That's awesome. Pillow, you know, all this random stuff. But... Um. Yes, I'm very ready. I, for Christmas. I'm hoping. Yeah, Christmas so will be
1: like a reset, restart, and then 2021.
0: Seriously, I New feel like year. my word for the year should have been reset or for real. Start over. We'll make it that
1: next year. <laughs> Seriously, though. Clean
0: slate. Yeah, oh, that's two gosh. words. Okay. Well, let's get <laughs> technical. Okay, guys. So, a couple quick reminders here at the top of the episode. As you all know by now, if you've been listening at all this season, we have started a newsletter that we send out every Thursday. If you are not already on the list, we would love for you to go to subscribe to that. You can do that either at our Instagram bio at LFTM underscore podcast, or you can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com and subscribe there. We send you all sorts of goodies um, to help you learn more about whatever the topic was of our episode that week. So videos, other podcast episodes, blog posts, all things. And we also have started a Hallmark Movie of the Week section so, so that, I mean, it's worth it just for that, if anything, <laughs> um, because who doesn't love a good Hallmark movie, especially this time yes. of year. So you should definitely go and sign up for that newsletter, ASAP, because if you do it today, then you'll get the one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So go do that. And if you're not already follow us on social media instagram is probably your best bet we're not as active on facebook you can find us there with looking for the middle podcast or like i said instagram is at lftm underscore podcast which now is a great time to follow us on social media because we're doing a giveaway right now we are in the midst of it so to be eligible for the giveaway all you have to do is be following us on instagram and like all of our pictures from the month of october And you can get bonus entries. We just decided this five minutes ago. (laughs) Um, But you can get bonus entries if you go back to where we announced the giveaway, the post that we announced it. If you comment and tag a friend, every comment is an extra entry. So it gives you more chances to win. So we're going to be picking two winners. Yes. So y'all should go over and do that. And we'd love to hopefully send you a bunch of fun. Of our favorite. Fun things of our favorite things. Yeah,
1: if you are not already following us, it's kind of a cozy coffee
0: and a movie night giveaway. Yes. It's kind of what we're going for. Yes. It's going to be great. So go do that when you're done listening to this episode. Perfect. Okay. Okay.
1: Are you ready for the question of the day?
0: Yes, I am. Okay.
1: Since you've been asking me tons of would you rather questions, I picked one myself. And tell everybody what you Googled. I Googled, would you rather questions for kids? (laughs) So, are you ready for this? I this think is actually so. a good one. Okay, would you rather be the funniest person on the planet, but totally dumb, or be the smartest person on the planet, but you're the only person that thinks you're funny?
0: Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my whole family would roast me for what I'm about to answer. Um, I would pick the smart. <laughs> one and just only think up because i feel like i mean maybe y'all think we have several listeners like oh y'all are so funny and i'm like oh really because i don't i wouldn't normally ascribe that word to myself um but yeah, I would not want to not be intelligent. So I think, yeah, I would just do that. And then, which my brother did tell me the other day, he's like, Kristen, you laugh at your own jokes more than anybody I've ever seen. I, was just, <laughs> I didn't realize I did. And I was like, oh, wow, you're right. So really nothing in that sense would change of maybe I am the only person who thinks <laughs> I'm super funny.
1: That, that was my logic, too. I was like, OK, I could be smart and half the time. I'm pretty sure I am the only person that thinks I'm funny anyway. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. kind of my thought too. It was like, not much would change on that front, I think. <laughs> it would just be like solidified and I would know. Like people wouldn't humor me anymore. Yeah. Like sometimes thank. I'm like, oh, I know you didn't think that was funny, <laughs> but thank you. That's really kind of you to laugh.
0: So sweet. So I
1: think, yeah, I would go with the second one too.
0: Okay. See? Look at us. Okay. Look at us. Just trying to be smart and realizing we're not that funny. Um, If you think we're funny, thank you. Let's just... <laughs> you'll grow out of it <laughs> we'll it's fine be super grateful for that oh my gosh okay so let's jump into this episode and gosh this title i mean i i would be very interested to see how many of our listeners haven't asked yourself this question like we've all asked oh my gosh is there something wrong with me like am i missing something what's going on this was one of the episodes we had y'all vote on for um the premiere episode and mm-hmm. we did that on instagram at the beginning of the season and this one made it pretty far, if I remember correctly. Um, It was one of the last contenders. So another reason you should follow us on Instagram (laughs) so you can get in on that action next time we do that. But yeah, this is gonna be a a good episode, not in in a way of like, oh, I want to, you know, pat ourselves on the back. But Bethany and I wanted to be really careful with what we said and how we said it because there are some episodes we can kind of bullet point it and just go with it and then there are other ones like this one where we're like we really want to make sure what we're saying is what we mean Mm -hmm. that we're not saying something kind of off the cuff and then being like oh shoot I shouldn't have probably said that (laughs) Um, which is the beauty of editing also but We've put a lot of thought into this episode. Mm-hmm. We actually were on the phone the other day and I was like, I don't really know what direction. And then 30 minutes later, we're like, well, we just planned the whole episode. Great. This is wonderful. So, um, uh, but we've, we really want to make sure we get this yeah. right. And so I just, I'm excited about this conversation I am too.
1: And I think kind of talking about wanting to make sure we get this right. I think there's a weight to, we want to make sure we get it right because we're, we're telling you what God says. And so it's not something that we can just if we're talking about flirting and flirting styles, we can give you our opinion and what works for us. And it ends there. But when we're answering a question like this, you know, you're asking yourself, is there something wrong with me because I'm not dating someone or because this guy broke up with me or because nobody wants to date me? And we all ask ourselves those things. But the answer behind that question or the answer to that question it's more of a theological issue than just what Kristen and I think you should do. Mm -hmm. And so whenever those things come up, it's kind of like the episode we did, how far is too far when we were talking about, you know, God's view of sexuality and those different things. It's not just, Oh, this is our opinion. This is what God says. And so we want to make sure that we are being faithful to
0: that in, you know, in coming here and talking to you guys. And I think it's important to note that just like, the how far is too far episode. We didn't just give you a concrete thing. It's, Hey, let's trace this back to the heart of it. And so if you're looking for a quick answer to this question, you're probably not going to find it in this episode, <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't mean that you still shouldn't listen because like Bethany said, this is a, there's a bigger picture here that yeah. you need to look at and not just, Oh, I'm asking if something's wrong with me. Okay. Why are you asking it? When are you asking it? And who were you asking? Exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot more to it than just this simple question that everybody seems to ask. Yeah. Okay. So with that out of the way,
1: let's kind of jump into this question. And I think the first thing I would want to say is that by asking yourself this, like, is there something wrong with me? If you're asking that solely based on the attention that you are or even more likely, are not getting from guys, whether it's the guy you don't want is showing you attention or the guy that you do want to isn't. Like whatever, maybe it's a breakup, whatever situation you find yourself in, if your sole basis for asking that is what some guy thinks, then I think you're placing too much weight on what people think of you and too little on what God says is true of you. Now, before you get too comfortable thinking that we are going to spend the next however many minutes telling you how great and wonderful you are, <laughs> which we'll get to that. But like, let me just quickly answer that question. Is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with you? Yes, there is something wrong with you. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with Kristen. And that thing is the same for all of us. And it's sin. Um, and sin distorts. It distorts relationships. It distorts our thoughts. It distorts our emotions. It distorts everything. But there's hope because where sin distorts, Jesus restores and redeems. He redeems relationships. He redeems our thoughts and he redeems our emotions. So if you are feeling hopeless or like there's just no real clear way to achieving your goal, which in our specific instance is a successful relationship like that's the context that we're talking about this question in then i would say look to jesus look to that hope that he offers look there first and look there always that's the true answer to
0: this question yeah and that's when bethany first said that to me when we were on the phone talking about this episode i was like oh shoot you're right like i've never <laughs> even thought about it from that standpoint before but So technically, I told y'all you weren't going to get a short answer, but I guess you kind (laughs) of are. Technically, yes, but it's not probably what you're thinking or through the filter that you're thinking through, which is why this was so important that we had this conversation. And trust me, before we seem like we've got it all together, which if you've been around for a while, you know we don't. (laughs) And that we've left this struggle behind. We don't ask this question anymore. We've asked This question. We have asked each other this question as recently as the last couple of weeks. And so we're learning and we're growing in this too. This is not something that we have checked off our spiritual maturity checklist and we're done with (laughs) it. Like this is a continued thing. And this is, I think one of those things, as long as you are single, you are going to Probably struggle with this question from time to time but that doesn't mean you can't overcome that struggle it doesn't mean you can't handle it in a God honoring way and it doesn't mean that you're failing at no, trying to navigate dating and relationships not at
1: all and as much as it may feel like it now if you think that this question and these thoughts are relegated to the single season mm. I think that's a little bit off too because as we're gonna get at in this episode, let's look at the heart attitude that makes you ask that question. And until that's addressed, until that's replaced with the hope of Jesus, you're gonna ask that question throughout your entire life. The parameters surrounding it may look different. Mm-hmm. It may be, well, why does my husband not, you know, think this? Or what's wrong with me that he talked to me like that? Or what you know, on down the line, it may be, well, why don't my kids do what I ask them to? It, is there something wrong with me? Am I a bad mom? Like life stage to life stage, you're going to keep asking this question.
0: Absolutely. And I think about, um, I've talked about this before where a couple years ago I went through this really long season of rejection professionally, got told no so many times when it came to job interviewing. And I remember asking that, question in that context Mm -hmm. of, okay, am I, what's wrong? Am I, what am I not enough of that I'm getting told no for so many jobs? Yeah. And it was, again, I had put, and I realized this later talking to one of my mentors (laughs) who so lovingly gave me this, um, or reminded me of this truth is I was putting so much of my worth into my competence as an employee, and my ability to do a good job and my reputation at the organization i was working at and that was misplaced Mm -hmm. identity and so we talk about identity in christ all the time but it's because so many of the issues you will face in dating oftentimes are that misplaced Mm -hmm. identity or that misplaced worth And that happens here. When you're asking this question, it's, okay, yes, technically there is something wrong with me because I'm a sinful human being, but I am still a follower of Jesus and a child of God. And that doesn't change, okay, well, you know, or that doesn't make me any more or less worthy of being in a relationship. It just means I'm a child of God.
1: Yeah. And to – Before we jump into the step-by-step here, one thing I would want to point out is we're saying, okay, misplaced identity, misplaced worth, all of these things. And that's a problem because you're a sinner. But in case the connection between the two isn't super clear, when you are misplacing your identity into something else, you are seeking your worth and your approval and your everything from that thing, which is idolatry. So that's where that sin piece of it connects is that you are putting in the place that only God should have in your life, something else. And anytime you do that, you are making an idol out of that thing, which is very clearly sinful. Mm -hmm. And I heard someone say one time, I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Paul David Tripp that our hearts are little idol factories
0: he that was is I that him it was in okay New morning mercies okay which was in our newsletter yes. last week if you were subscribed
1: <laughs> and so he talked about like our hearts just churn out idols because we are fallen sinful people mm-hmm. and
0: and we're created to worship exactly and yeah. so good or bad mm-hmm. well, that's how we're created so but sin has distorted mm-hmm. that to where what it really boils down to is we worship ourselves
1: yeah at the core of it most of the time
0: yeah okay exactly so so we've got all of the stage set yes so let's take a look we're gonna talk about several different factors that come into play when you're faced with the question is there something wrong with me so that we can continue to learn and grow together in this this is a workshop where bethany and i (laughs) are included so we're gonna look at when are you prone to ask this question what are you thinking when you ask this question how to combat the thought process behind this question and take your thoughts captive, and then how to ask this question to someone else and not yourself, which sounds more terrifying, but it's actually a lot better. <laughs> so let's start with when are you prone to ask, is there something wrong with me?
1: I think the broad, in the general, the broad answer is when there's some sort of emotional upset
0: um we all know what those are ladies. <laughs> yes.
1: Um because when and it, this is where it becomes so important like we're going to talk about later to take your thoughts captive because when you're in the middle of some sort of emotional upheaval it's easy to say oh my word there must be something wrong with me or I wouldn't be dealing with this thing. And so I think you have to realize that and like we talk about a lot you you have to inform your feelings. So you've got to be aware of that and I think anytime you are looking at something and you see a pattern and you're asking this question maybe over and over. You're like, okay, take a step back and say, what is it that, what's the common denominator in me asking this question? Find the root cause there and then deal with that however it needs to be dealt with. So yeah, realize, okay, when things are emotionally heavy, I start to my mind races in this direction so just know that it's helpful to know that ahead of time.
0: Yeah, because I think there is this misconception that oh, being emotional is bad to an extent it can be if you real like what Bethany's saying if you are out of control emotionally, that's one thing. But if you're just an emotional person and how you process things and it, like for me, for instance, I get pretty emotional at the very, beginning of when something happens. Mm-hmm. I'll cry, I'll get upset, I'll, you know, whatever. I break out in hives if I get really <laughs> uh worked up. Fun tidbit you didn't know about me. Um but I know that about myself. Right? And I know that in about 12 to 24 hours, I will be back at a place where I can logically look at things and I know who to talk to, who not to talk to when I'm being emotional, yeah. like who's going to be empathetic but also talk me down. And I've learned how to handle that in a healthy way and not – but now Kristen, seven, eight years ago, didn't know how to do that. Kristen Mm -hmm. just got emotional and stayed there probably way longer than – not probably, definitely longer than she (laughs) (laughs) needed to. And so it's okay if you're an emotional person, but when you let it go too far, when you let your emotions get out of control, when you cannot inform your feelings because your feelings are so overpowering – that's when this question starts to get dangerous because you have lost control for a better, you know, for lack of a better word. Yeah, your rationality has gone out the door and Mm -hmm. those emotions
1: are controlling you. And I think that's the difference. Like you were talking about you seven years ago versus now you have learned to, one, kick those thoughts into place, to take the thoughts captive, to inform those feelings, to cut it out. But you've also learned okay, don't make decisions in this Mm -hmm. span of time. When you are initially emotional, you've learned that when the questions that come out of that are from an emotionally charged place. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you just discount it, but I'm saying you temper that with knowing where you're at in that moment. And you have then taken control of that process, which that's what you ultimately want.
0: Mm -hmm, Yeah. And that's where I would really encourage all to, spend time memorizing scripture that has been one of the best things that when I'm going through something because even if it doesn't feel true just saying it over and over you're like okay no I know this is I know this is true I know that God promises this and you can just spout Uh off even if it's like two or three verses at the beginning and that's all you have and you work to build that but just to have those in your back pocket to say okay, Lord, I feel really lonely right now. And I feel like I'm the only person on the planet that doesn't have a significant other And all this. I just feel like I'm so alone. Okay, nope. You promise to never leave me or forsake me. You are always right there. You are holding my right hand. You are here to help me. You are here to comfort me. Whatever you need mm-hmm. to recite there and just say it out loud yeah. over and over until it just really starts to sink in because it will. And that's been one of the best tools I have put in my little tool belt yeah. when it comes to these situations.
1: Yeah. Well, God says his word will not return void. Mm. And that yep. doesn't mean that it will be instantly 100% transformative. Mm-hmm. Like you say it once. It's not like some magic yeah, formula. It's not a Harry Potter spell. But if you're meditating on scripture and saying those words and recalling that to mind over and over, you're hearing those words and God honors that. And you're, you're saying, Lord, I... I know how I feel, but I know your word is true. So I'm choosing to believe that he, he will, yeah, his word will not return void in those instances. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we talked about an emotional upset. I think another, another big time when you may be prone to asking this question of, is there something wrong with me? Is when things are going differently than you planned,
0: whether <laughs> my the- <laughs> entire life,
1: basically. Whether, I don't know when I was like four, that was a good year. <laughs> I'm
0: impressed you didn't remember. I don't. I was just (laughs) like,
1: wow, I'm being facetious. But no, I think there's two sides to this. One is whether it is people or situations, people being, let's say a breakup, things aren't going the way you planned with that person or a situation being like maybe an extended period of singleness. That wasn't what you planned. The situation isn't what you hoped for. It's not what you told God that would be best for you. (laughs) You know, all these things and for some reason god said "Hmm, like i know best and Mm -hmm. this is what's good for you and um so in that situation you may say okay what is wrong with me why am i single for two years or three years or 10 years or whatever it is but you've lost sight of god has a purpose Mm -hmm. and it isn't always to make you feel
0: good yeah that's true random um thought-provoking question Going back to you saying you don't remember when you were four, I don't either. But do you think that because we dictated everything as a like when you're that young, do you think there's a reason we don't remember that so that we don't remember what that's like for us to be able to dictate everything? (laughs) I've never thought about that. Thought just came into my head. See, this is
1: interesting.
0: That's that'll be my question of the day. Okay, no, there we go. Um, No, one other thing I will add to that as far as when you're prone to ask. What is Is there something wrong with me? Is when it seems like all of your friends are dating, engaged, mm. married, mm-hmm. and you're not. And this is where comparison really hits. Because you start thinking, okay, well, what do all of my friends who have somebody have in common that I do not? And then yeah. you try to start diagnosing, oh, well, if I looked like her or if I was as funny as her or if I was thinner or if I was fill in the blank
1: it's never if I was as kind or
0: patient or you know gracious it's all these like superficial Mm -hmm. things and I I mean I have been there oh me too too many times and it's a not a fun path to go down and so this is when I would really when you because you know as you get into that thought process of oh gosh this could spiral really quickly instead of coming back and being like nope This doesn't mean that just because I don't look exactly like her, I don't act exactly like her, my personality is different than her, it doesn't mean that I am unlovable and that I'm never going to find somebody. It just means that we're different. And that, that sounds simple, but that's really all there is to it. And we try so hard to, like I said, diagnose the problem based on who around us is getting what we want. So if you find yourself tempted to start comparing again you're taking those thoughts captive you're like you know what I am going to choose to be happy for my friends I'm gonna support them I'm gonna celebrate them and I'm not going to think that oh I have to be just like x in order to get a boyfriend or to get a husband because that's not true
1: yeah I think the the turning point for me on that one of because at my age it's not just dating engaged married it's babies and second babies and like it's it keeps going but I think it hit me one day I when I thought since when is my friend getting engaged about me Mm. like there's a an extreme element of pride in that and I'm not talking down to anyone I'm saying raising my hand and saying I have done this so many times where I look at them and I'm like well why is that not me how selfish is that yeah when you like, first thought it this huge thing for someone else is that it's not you that I wanted that thing like it's not about you and mm-hmm. I mean flip that script a little if you were the one telling your friend that you just got engaged and you could tell she wasn't super excited her first reaction was oh well now I'm the only single one
0: golly that sucks yeah so <laughs> there's just no other way to put
1: it real talk for a minute this world doesn't revolve around you mm-hmm. or me or christian like not everything that happens good for someone else is meant to be a dig on you
0: mm-hmm. that's such a good point i'm so glad you said that
1: okay yeah so let's move to what you're thinking when you ask this question we talked about when you're prone to ask it so let's kind of take it a step back to the okay the thoughts behind asking it and I think, now y'all go with me for a second. Don't tune me out here. I think at the core, what you're thinking when you ask this, if we're getting to heart issues here, is you're saying, and you're saying this directly to God, really, that you deserve something better or different than this. Hmm and you're saying that okay god what you have for me isn't good enough i think i deserve better there must be something wrong with me or obviously i would have everything i want and there's a lot of pride in asking that but i think it is more palatable to us as humans to flip it and instead of saying oh i'm so great i deserve this we say oh I must be awful or else I would have this. And this is where I say, stick with me for a minute, because I think what I'm about to say isn't super popular, but I think it's scripturally true. We have in our culture, in our generation, this idea of we just need to build up our self-esteem. If I just had higher self-esteem, I wouldn't ask myself, oh, there must be something wrong with me. If I was skinnier, if I was funnier, if I was prettier, then I would have this thing. Well, I just need to build up my self-esteem. But at its core, a low self-esteem is pride masked in, let me feel bad for myself. Because what I'm saying is, I deserve better than this. And I feel bad about myself because I don't have it. And that is just not scripturally true. There's a quote from Spurgeon that talks about humility. And it says that humility is not thinking less of yourself aka like a low self-esteem H- true humility is thinking of yourself less and we I think we would all agree that oh yeah that's a true definition of humility but if you look at someone who has you know they would say oh well I just have to esteem issues or else I would have better things they think about themselves a lot and so I think the f- the cure, quote unquote, for a low self-esteem is not to think better things about yourself. It's to think of other people going back to your friend who just got engaged. The answer to that is not, oh, well, I just need to think that I'm great and wonderful and Prince Charming will walk into my life tomorrow. The the answer for that feeling you have, this is where we talk about informing your feelings. You tell those feelings of inadequacy, of whatever, that's not true. Jesus paid for your sin. You are adequate. You have his righteousness. And what is true is that you should be joyful and happy and kind for your friend and not think about yourself. Mm -hmm. I realize that's really easy for me to sit here and say, and I think this will be one I know for me, I don't know about you, that we're going to be like, hey, maybe you should go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> yes. I can just see both of us. Yep. Say, I'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe you should go back and listen to that. Is there something wrong with the episode? Mm-hmm. And she would say the same thing to me of like, yeah, you're, you're drifting into that territory because these things are not less sinful because they're us. They're not less anything because it's us. We're not further along. We're because we can sit here and say, here's what God says about this does not mean we've mastered it so take that for what it is
0: i think yeah well and i think this is where it's important to differentiate between confidence in yourself and confidence in who the lord has created yes. you to be because that's something that i for the longest time i prayed when i was praying for my husband i would pray that he would be Confident, like, and we all know confidence is super attractive, mm-hmm. but I've learned that there's a difference between being confident in yourself and, like, I said, confident in who the Lord is created you to be when you're certain of your identity in Christ, where your worth it comes from, all of that. That's going to naturally exude what we view as confidence from our human perspective. Whereas if you're just confident in yourself, that's where you get into the arrogant territory of, I'm great and I'm awesome. And let me tell you all about all the wonderful Uh things. And so you may think, oh, I just need to be more confident. No, you need to focus on where is my confidence coming from? Mm -hmm. And if it's because if you think we all, you know, you all think, oh, if I let's say Let's say you do lose a bunch of weight. You start, you know, I don't know. You get your hair done differently. You wear your makeup differently. You change your wardrobe. You all of a sudden... The typical rom-com montage scene. Yes, exactly. If you get this total makeover, all of a sudden you're super funny and whatever. You didn't do anything to address the heart of your insecurity. And so while the outside may look really different, nothing on the inside is going to change. Mm -hmm. It's when you change... That's why they talk about when... um, when people lose a lot of weight, if they don't change the way that they talk about themselves, look at themselves from an internal place, they will, they could look in the mirror and be 150 pounds lighter and they still think they're, yeah. you know, they don't look good. It's not just what's on the outside that matters. It's not just, oh, I have the appearance of being confident it's no, where is my confidence coming from and how is that being manifested through the way I live yeah. my life and through the way I date? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if you think about being confident in the Lord, there is a permanence to that. There is an unwaverability. Is that a word? Unwaverability? It is now. Okay. <laughs> you get the idea. There's an, it, it's unwavering.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it doesn't change because what Jesus did to redeem us on the cross has happened and it is for eternity. It is done. There mm-hmm. is confidence in that that cannot be shaken. If I am confident in myself, then I am, yes yeah, subject to the whims of my weight, my hormones, what other people think, what other people say, how I, you know, my face broke out that morning, all those things are going to affect my confidence. And that's not true confidence, Mm -hmm. really. And so you hold to that sure thing. You hold to the truth of scripture about who you are. And that is what matters. And it's in first Peter, you know, God is talking and he says that you are a, Royal priesthood, a chosen generation, God's special people. And that's not because you were something amazing or special or whatever. It's because He chose to pour out His grace on His people. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's the subtle shift is there's nothing you can do to deserve what God has done for you. But when you're trying to prove your own worth and confidence in yourself, Every bit of proving that is on you, mm-hmm. and th- that is exhausting. Yeah, it will not succeed long term, and will drive you crazy. Yeah, well, <laughs>
0: and Scripture says, you know, those whose hope is in the Lord will not be disappointed. Yes, and y'all know, hope is my word for the year, and the the translation for the word hope in the Greek, I think it's the Greek. Yeah.
1: I can't New remember if it was the Hebrew. I, th- I think
0: so. Mm-hmm. I've just so gone back and forth. <laughs> one of them is a confident expectation. Mm-hmm. And so when your hope is in the Lord, there is that confidence that he's going to come through and he's always faithful. And I don't have to worry about being let down and hurt and disappointed by him. Whereas if my hope is in anything else, then I can pretty much guarantee that at one point or another, mm-hmm. I'm going to get let down and disappointed. Yeah. So that's where we want y'all to be is that your confidence and your hope is not in yourself and what you can do and what you can prove and who you are and how you look and all that. It's no, this is what God says about me. He chose me. He loves me. He knows what's best for me and I can rest in that.
1: Oh yeah. And you can rest in it because the future is as set and determined and done as the past is in God's economy and the way Mm -hmm. he views things. The future is only uncertain to us because we can't see it it's not uncertain there is no uncertainty in the future it's just unknown to us currently
0: exactly, exactly. okay man that was <laughs> y'all we had like two lines on our outline yeah. for that we just went for it okay so a couple other things you are probably thinking when you ask is there something wrong with me um you may be having the thought of "Wow, well, i should have somebody by now mm-hmm. going back to exactly what bethany just said about timing as if you know what is best as far as timing and planning goes for your relational life. Because I'm sure as you know, and as I know, and Bethany knows, we have absolutely no clue what's best. And if we do, it's only because the Lord has revealed Uh that to us. It's not like we get that knowledge and wisdom in our own strength. And I was actually talking to Melanie about this on the phone last night. We were talking about how, In our culture today, and I'm sure it's been this way for a long time, but it's like there's this formula that Uh you're supposed to follow as an adult of you graduate college or you go to college, you graduate college, you get married, you buy a house, you have kids, you you know, whatever. Get a dog. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And if you, obviously there are a couple of those that need to be done in a certain order, but... (laughs) If you do those out of order, if there are really big gaps between any of those and people are like, oh, what? Like I have talked to several friends recently where one was like, yeah, I am about to graduate college and I have no idea what I want to do, but people think I have to have the rest of my life figured out. Mm-hmm. Or I'm single and everybody thinks I should be married by now. Or I'm married, but everybody's asking why I don't have kids yet. Or I'm married with a kid and people are asking why we haven't bought a house. And it's like... <laughs> As long as we live with that mm-hmm. worldview, one, we're never going to be happy. And two, when you finally get through all that stuff, you're going to feel like your life is just, well, what else is there? Because yeah. I've hit all the milestones. And so we've got to get over this mindset. Oh, I should have this. money. you shouldn't technically have anything. Yes. And nothing is owed to you. You no. are not promised any of these things in scripture. You are promised everything you need for life and godliness, but that you don't need a husband for life and godliness. Exactly.
1: I I was going to say the flaw in that mentality of people asking and people ask, they mean, they don't normally, normally, (laughs) normally mean anything by it. But I think it's just so ingrained because we do live in a fallen sinful world, like we said, but the flaw in that mentality is that those things, those milestones are the end goal. Mm -hmm. and when that is your end goal obviously that's all you're going to focus on and you're going to make sure it happens but our end goal in life in all of life is to become more christ-like to be more holy to be more like jesus that is what he has promised us that is what he is faithful to do the milestones and the order that they come in or if they come at all will be to achieve that goal so you have to shift a little your your mindset to okay what is my goal here? And we talked about you ask this question of is there something wrong with me when you're not achieving that goal? And in this instance we're talking about you don't have a boyfriend, you're looking for someone to date. But the ultimate goal should be am I becoming more like Jesus? Mm-hmm. And that's the question
0: you ask make that shift and it, it makes a huge difference yeah that's the thermometer yes you need to be looking at one other thing you could be thinking before we move on when you ask this question is kind of in the same vein of what we were talking about earlier with comparison but oh well I'm more blank than her and she managed to find somebody so why mm. can't I yeah full disclosure Fill in the blank I there. have asked this funnier skinnier yeah. prettier nicer oh well she doesn't have this and i do or Uh she's not like this and i do and she managed to find somebody so what it's no like this is not this is not a competition and don't try to tell yourself you haven't
1: thought that before we all have it doesn't make
0: it okay no but we've all thought that yeah and it's it's like there's this dog eat dog mentality <laughs> yes. when it comes down to it. And I love what um, Stephanie Mae Wilson says. She's like, just because she got married before you doesn't mean she's getting married instead of you.
1: Oh, I or like fill that. fill in the blank with whatever. Yeah. Just because she
0: got something for you doesn't mean she gets it instead of you. And I loved that because we yeah. have this mentality of, Oh, well, she got, it's not like there's one dude left <laughs> on the planet yeah. and he married someone else and you're just up a Creek. It's not yeah. how it works. And I actually, I had this conversation with my little sister, Danielle, and this girl that Danielle went to middle school with, they didn't really get along, um, <laughs> but she just got engaged. Oh, man. And so Danielle calls me, and she's like, I cannot believe this. And she's like, I've been dating my boyfriend longer than any of these people, and how in the world is this happening? And I just don't understand why, and and she was like, and I also feel really bad because you're seven years older than me and you're going through this too, and I shouldn't be complaining. I'm like Danielle, it's fine, because I told her, I'm like, if I had been dating a guy for four years, I'd feel the same way. Uh-huh. And surprisingly, a lot of people her age are getting engaged. I'm like, how do you afford this? Really though, yes. I mean, she's- 20 20 yeah Yeah. 20 just turned 20 not too long ago so that's a whole nother conversation but i i told her that quote i was Uh like this doesn't mean that you're never gonna get married if things keep going the way they're going you and dylan will end up getting married eventually and you'll still get to enjoy it you have this great guy who loves you Uh you love him you know this doesn't mean that you failed you missed the mark she's better than you you're worse than her none of that is true right she's like okay yes you're (laughs) right and so just and i'm sitting there i'm like i have to remind and i was able to tell her that because i've had either someone remind me of that or i've had to remind myself of Uh that when i've been in her shoes because it is really hard when you see other people getting what you want and you're like, well, why, what the heck? Like, yeah. what's wrong with me that I can't seem to figure out how to get this to be true of my life? And it's not a competition. And it's not, oh, God's just handing out blessings to people because they're more deserving of you and, or of you. They're more deserving than you are. That's not how this works. Bible says that, I think Psalm... Shoot, I'm not going to remember the ver- I'm terrible <laughs> with references, y'all, but look it up. It says, uh, No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. If something were good for you right now, you would have it. So if something's not what's best for you at this moment, that's why you don't have it. And mm-hmm. that's something that you can hold on to. And that's really comforting. Yeah. Because it's not you trying to figure out, okay, well, why don't I? Ha- okay, well, this isn't what's best for me mm-hmm. right now. So I'm going to keep going in where I am, understanding that. As long as I am, you know, seeking the Lord's will, I'm not caught up in a bunch of sin and I'm just, you know, whatever. I am in God's best for me at this moment. And I will continue forward in this until something changes. Yeah. So that's that. Okay, so let's look real quick at how do we combat the thought process that comes with asking, (laughs) yeah, is there something wrong with me? Yes, we've talked a
1: lot about what those thoughts are. We're mm-hmm. not going to rehash that. Yeah. But okay, so you've gotten to that place. like, And you know, we say, this is a phrase we use a lot on here, you have to take those thoughts captive. But that verse in the Bible, it talks about taking your thoughts captive. You take them captive to the obedience of Christ. It's not just like, oh, I don't want to think this, so I shouldn't think it. It's like, okay, no, this is not a God-honoring thought. This is not an obedient thought, so I'm going to put that off and put on god-honoring thoughts and we learn what those thoughts are from his word so i'm just gonna give you scripture Mm -hmm. this is and you were talking about memorizing scripture that you can repeat to yourself and this is one that i love i love all of philippians it's my favorite book but this is chapter four and it's verses four to seven it's not super long but i am just gonna read it to you guys um So that you hear it all. It starts with saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds
0: in Christ Jesus. Now, Fun we, fact, that was the one of the first passages I ever memorized.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. It's a good one. This is a great starting <laughs> yes, point. Yes, it for is, you. and I love it. But let's not jump to verse seven. That the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds, because in the previous verses, you have some responsibility too. So we're putting off these thoughts of oh, there's something wrong with me, or I deserve better, and all these things that we've said. Okay, no, these are wrong thoughts. What do you do instead? You rejoice in the Lord always, not sometimes, not when you feel like it, rejoice in the Lord always. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Do not be anxious about anything. And if your age is creeping up there and you're like, when am I ever going to get married and what's going to happen? And I don't know. No. But what do you do instead of that? You pray with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And then the peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's that's what you put on instead of those wrong thoughts. Now, one thing I do want to point out from this is it's not just, and you'll have peace, but it says the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So when you are doing these things, the peace of God will guard your heart. And if you look at the Greek of that word, it is like to be protected by a military guard. To prevent hostile invasion. That is not a passive thing. If there is a military guard guarding a city. Guarding wherever. They are on the alert. They are looking for the smallest things. They are on guard. It's an active thing. And so when you are rejoicing. And you're not anxious. And you are praying with thanksgiving. And you are taking your burdens to God. And submitting your will to his. That's the peace that we have available to us. Mm. And that's what. Like that's our goal to have that peace because we are secure and we know that God is good and he loves us and he will bring about the best for us.
0: I love that. It makes me think of when I went to Israel a couple of years ago, we mm-hmm. passed or we crossed the border a lot between Israel and Palestine and every single time we were on this bus and every single time we crossed the border they would send like four or five armed guards through the bus to make sure you know and they were telling like don't just sit still don't like sometimes i think they would like mess with you just happening i'm like i'm a 20 something year old girl from georgia i'm not gonna (laughs) cause you any problems but it was so um What's the word? They like infiltrated our bus and not violently, but just like we're checking everything. And so you kind of get that picture in your head of, oh, we're not just kind of like sitting here looking at our watch, making sure nobody comes through the front gate. Like, no, we are diligently looking through every single thing that could possibly be a threat to make sure that we are guarding what we're supposed to be guarding. And that's the same way that this peace will work in your heart and your mind. I love that Paul distinguished... The two, And it wasn't just, oh, it'll guard your heart or, oh, it'll guard. No, it's guarding both. Because as we know, what could be going through your head and what could be going on in your heart may be very different things. And the fact that that peace from God is guarding both of them is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So don't skim over that. Yeah. And I think, too, as you're, you know, taking these thoughts captive and you're trying to combat, you know, the not-so-great things that could come as repercussions from asking this question – I think if you can recognize the difference between self-deprecating and self-improving, you're going to be in a way better place. So if you're asking, what's wrong with me? Or is there something wrong with me? And then just listing off all your flaws, your insecurities, and your shortcomings, because you're just venting like, oh, this is probably it. Or, oh, I'm this. Or, oh, if I was better at this. But you're not following any of that up with any attempts to grow or mature. That's self-deprecating because you're just criticizing yourself Whether it's to yourself, to a friend, your mom, whoever. On the other hand, if you're genuinely trying to figure out if you have blind spots, so if you're talking to a mentor, if you're praying and asking the Lord to reveal those things to you, if you're talking to one of your trusted friends because you want to better yourself, you want to overcome those things, that's self-improving. But there's a difference and you've got to learn that difference when it comes to how you answer this question, because one mentality is really healthy and it's really going to help you grow and mature in your faith and across all areas of your life. But the other one, if you're just wanting to sit there and complain about yourself or talk about all the things you don't like about yourself or what you would change, and you're just going to keep doing what you're doing and living how you're living you're not going to get a different result, and every you're, that insecurity is going to stay there. You're you're not going to continue to grow and develop in your faith. And like Bethany said earlier, that's our goal here is to become more like Christ. And so, if you're aware of something that's keeping you from that, and you're not doing anything about it, whether it's affecting your dating life or not, that's just an attitude of self-deprecation. It's not going to get you anywhere. I'm boring, Bethany. Sorry. She's yawning. <laughs> sorry i'm just giving you a hard time okay you
1: know yes i was not bored i completely (laughs) agree with everything you said and that leads like perfectly into our last thing which was to okay ask this question to someone else not yourself Mm -hmm. because you're never going to be realistic with yourself um and i think because i've done this with you with other people and i think i've asked okay is there something wrong with me? And I will always say, okay, I don't mean like, I just want you to tell me I'm awesome and wonderful and whatever. I will say, is there something I'm missing? Is there a character deficiency that is, you know, is there something lacking? Is there a personality flaw I have that is, just not really attractive to guys. Like tell me because if there is, I may have a blind spot there and I want to fix that thing. Like, and you know, with you, I've been like, okay, I trust you say whatever, like just spit it out. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I know you're not trying to be mean. Just tell me that's an okay thing to ask. But if you do, you have to be ready for the answer.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Be ready to accept and realize that you have blind spots. You have room for improvement and Your close friends are going to see that so much easier than you do. It's really easy for any of us to pick out things in other people. And I don't mean your friend's going to nitpick. I'm just saying it's more obvious because we all have those blind spots. But remember, in Proverbs, it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm. And so that, be receptive to that and grow from it. And just remember, though, that becoming more like Jesus doesn't always, quote unquote, feel good in the moment. But the pain in the moment is always worth it in the long run.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is where you realize that venting to a friend Mm -hmm. and asking a friend for help are completely different things. And if you're just wanting to go vent to somebody and have someone agree with you as to why you're single and make you feel better, it's going to be way more difficult for you or your circumstances yeah. to change. Whereas if you're going to a friend and being like, hey, I really want your help here, I like exactly what Bethany did and just be honest with me. And I, because I want to be better and I want to grow. Mm-hmm. And it may not feel great, it may be things I don't want to hear, but the end result is going to be worth that temporary yeah. discomfort. And even talking on the phone with Melanie last night, I keep referencing this because we were on the phone for three and a half hours. If y'all follow my personal Instagram, you probably saw that last week. But we were talking about me and uh, one of our friends, and I was saying like, oh, yeah. And we were talking and whatever. And she was like, yeah, she may be more comfortable talking to you because you tend to be a little more validating. And and she was so (laughs) kind about it. But I'm like, no, you're exactly right. And that's something I've been more aware of in the past couple years that I – lean more towards being supportive than telling people what they really need to hear. And I'm trying to migrate back to where there's a balance <laughs> of like, I want to be supportive, but also if you need to hear something that might be uncomfortable, I don't need to be afraid to tell you that. And I watch Melanie and Bethany do this because they both do this really well. And I am know that that's not something I'm naturally uh, good at. So, <laughs> um, so I've learned to or I am learning that I've not learned. I am <laughs> learning to try to do that, but I trust Melanie. There's that relational equity there. So when she said that, I knew it wasn't a let me point the finger at mm-hmm. you, let me make you feel bad about yourself. And that's I think what's so important is when you're when you're asking yourself this question and you're you're trying to figure this out alone, not only are you probably not answering it honestly, whether intentionally or not. It's just very hard to be very accurately honest with yourself. But this is giving the enemy a lot of room to come in here and feed you a whole lot of lies about yourself. And when you start to get answers to this question that are just oh, I feel, you know, awful and there, this isn't this isn't something or this answer isn't something that's going to make me better. It's just telling me awful things versus if I'm going to a mentor or a friend or to scripture and it's like, okay, yeah, this is a blind spot, but here's how I overcome it. here's Mm -hmm. how I work through it. Here's how I become more like Christ. That's the difference. There's going to be a game plan with someone who is um, encouraging you to, grow from asking this question there is not going to be anything good coming from whether it's the enemy or you telling yourself like oh i'm just awful and (laughs) i you know have all these things wrong with me but no nothing good is going to come from that if you stay in that space yeah so that's why we really want you to ask someone else and someone you trust someone who you know loves you who knows you well Mm -hmm. who's got a really good uh, access to your life and then really take in like bethany said be ready for what they have to say don't get mad at them don't get defensive i would really encourage you while they're talking just don't say anything Mm -hmm. just sit there and take it in and anytime you're already thinking of oh here's how i'm gonna respond no just put that away (laughs) and just really try to soak it in before you respond and i think it's a really really healthy way to ask this question Mm -hmm. because this isn't a bad question if it's asked in the right way in the right context to the right person exactly
1: there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying okay i want this thing in this case i want to meet someone and date them and marry them those are good things it's not the desire itself is not wrong and so there is a practical element to this of like okay this is my goal thus far i have been unsuccessful And as with anything else, you're like, okay, regroup, let's change our strategy. And I'm not saying you become a different, like fake things about yourself, but there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, this hasn't worked. What do I need to change? What do I need to improve in? What do I need to do better to achieve this goal? It's all, and you know, it's all a matter though of saying, what is my ultimate goal? Keeping that in perspective. So there's nothing wrong. And I think that's kind of how we talked in the beginning of like, okay, we're going to get to the heart of this the whole first part of this most of this episode we've talked about normally is a wrong motivator in asking this question you're normally not thinking right but when you are there's nothing wrong with asking someone this question for the purpose of saying I want to meet someone and get married that is a goal I'm trying to achieve it what steps do I need to take to make that happen
0: exactly I think that's a great way to wrap it up perfect so thank y'all so much for joining us for this episode we hope it was helpful and as always if you found this episode or any other episode to be encouraging or helpful to you would you share it with a friend because we love meeting y'all's friends (laughs) and tell them to go follow us on instagram too where they can be eligible for the giveaway so y'all stay tuned for that we're going to announce the winner next week i believe i think so yeah so stay tuned for that We will be back next Wednesday with another episode. So we will talk to y'all then. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle.